0: It's Kellen, and today I have gospel and just all-around world music, world traveler royalty. I have Natalie McComa, who has been a superstar way, way, way before many of you knew what a star was, before many of you knew what you know, African music was, now with the rise of Afro Beach, She is still young because she started at such a young age with her family, the McComa Group. I would do the Previous name, Nuvio Testimon, but my French is terrible, as you hear. So, Natalie, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. I'm doing fine. How I, are you?
0: I'm good, but it's all about <laughs> you and that the success. I just want to even shine more highlight on your success because you've had major record deals. You've, you know, you've left. I know, you know, you're married to music and artistry as well, and that you've done this for so long, like Michael Jackson, but, you know, many moons after because um, (laughs) of the the age. Um, I just kind of want to know and give some insight with all the success that, you know, How do you keep going strong in music even after leaving a major label like Sony?
1: Um, You know, I always say if you do music with passion and with love, you will always keep going. You will still exist because it's not, I'm not existing because I'm seeking for fame or I am like, um, I cannot live without to be fame but I'm just doing it because I love it. And because I'm loving it and because it's something its coming from my heart, so it's, uh, people can feel it and my fans can feel it and the fire will still be on because I, it's, there is a truth from, from, from the bottom.
0: Now, when you talk about fame, uh, Dave Chappelle, the stand-up comedian, you know, has let us know through skits, you know, how fame can be um, a hell of a drug. Using Rick James, you know, to, to do that. I mean, yeah. you have done this with your family, and you guys traveled the world. Um, how did you not let fame, you know, get to you, or did you already go through that phase? And if you did, at what stage did you say, "Wow, I'm really believing the hype"? Um, and just because a lot of folks have, you know, even killed themselves off not knowing how to deal with fame or killed their yeah. career.
1: Yeah. So that's the thing. And um, our fame with my coma, it was too high. It was too strong. We were not um, ready for, I was very, very young. I started when I was seven and uh, that's why I have uh, pulled the, uh, pulled uh, the plug in 2004 I decided to leave the group because I couldn't handle anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't just be myself anymore. And, and I couldn't be a Christian singer anymore. It was just not possible. That's why I left because the fame was too strong, was too big, was, was a lot. There was no life anymore. Just, just that. And, um, and because of that, so I have always learned myself since I was a child. My mom always told me never, never, never uh, be too high above yourself. You have to stay on the ground. Doesn't matter how famous you are, just be yourself, be you, and don't be someone else. And that's really what I wanted to hold on to. And that's why I decided to leave.
0: And, you know, it's not just that she left the group. I mean, it's a family group, even, you know, plus one um, who may not be blood family, but it's a family group. So did you leave? The whole, I mean, to leave your group is one thing, but sometimes, again, Michael Jackson reference, folks are, you know, looked at at their family, like, how can you leave us? You're the lead singer. We need you. How did you, you know, um, break that relationship? And was it able to, you know, at the family reunion, at the Christmas parties or whatever the, the parties are, was there still a strong family bond?
1: Well, my family told me, listen, if you leave Makoma, you leave the business and you leave the family. So you have to decide. You want to stay in Makoma group or you uh, then you are in. But if you are out, you are out in the family, in the business as well. Before I thought they were joking, but it was the truth. Since then, until today, we don't talk.
0: Wow, that is, that's, that's sad. I mean, that is is, is sad. Um, And have you even seen them? I mean, sometimes, you know, negative things like funerals bring family together where folks can, you know, kind of make amends where they see what life is really about and that it's not as long as um, some think.
1: I wish it was the the case, but uh, funeral even destroyed even more. So it's, we are in 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 a level that it is just um it, it is like a glass is broken, and to put it all together, you really need to go to uh yeah to a company who can melt the glass and put it together again, so we need to be melted so we can be put together again, but right now it's broken it's just broken in pieces it's just um if they are seeing uh, my departure is departure from the family as well, yeah, then it's difficult. but if it was okay you're you're getting out from the business and you're still our sister, then it's a different story, but they put me in a position to choose so i sh- I had to choose myself
0: and and I want to get into you know the transition <clears throat> from gospel music to world world um worldly as the Christian and gospel industry would say. But first, I mean, Macoma is a gospel group. So to not have that forgiveness and that love that you're singing about worldwide is, you know, it's strange. But for those of us who have worked in the gospel arena, we know that, you know, everything isn't as holy and sanctified as it looks. The same thing you see in Hollywood um, secular you'll see in the gospel realm even with you know people being people and 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 you know full of sin so i i just yeah. kind of find that um interesting it shows that wherever you are people are the same no matter what they do in the industry yeah. and you know how did you transition and how did your fans take it and how did you take it because you've been able to now, you know, show your legs in some videos, you've done yes. some acting where you're, you know, sleeping with an actor in the bed, you know, and in the gospel realm, I mean, they'd be ready to, you know, um, hit you and slap you with the Bible <laughs> a couple yeah. times if you even try to act like that. So how has that transition been?
1: Well, um, to be honest, I wasn't, um, when I was a child, I always wanted to be, you know, like Michael Jackson, Aretha Franklin, Madonna, they, are, they were my biggest, you know, yeah, role models and Tina Turner, but I never asked for it to be as gospel singer specifically. I just wanted to be a musician, but because I was singing with my brothers and sisters and they decided to make it like a gospel thing, and uh, yeah I went just for it in the boat but to be honest that was never really my attention and I wasn't against for it because it was fine it was a great experience but I wanted to be a free person for me uh, I'm still a Christian but still being a Christian I I, I don't I disagree the Christian who changed the rules of your living your, your lifestyle that you cannot do this you cannot do that that is something really I hate. I I like to be a Christian, but a free Christian. I want to live my life like I'm I feeling it. And I don't want to live like I cannot wear a skirt. I cannot wear this because I'm a Christian. No, because God, he didn't put specifically um law to how to be a Christian. As human being they made these rules. They made, they changed, they think. If I'm like this, God will love me more. But God, he doesn't, he don't care about how you look like. He He cares about your heart, your soul. That is the most precious for him. That should be right and not your clothes and your style. So, um, and Makoma has already changed back then. We changed because of the fame. We, we were not really living in a, like in a Christianity lifestyle. We were living like normal people. So for them, yeah. That's what you said. We are human. Even we are preaching, we are singing about God, but still we are people like normal people. We still make sense. We, we still don't forgive. And they are, like you said, they are Christian. How can they not forgive? That's a good question I'm asking myself as well.
0: Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking about what the uh, grandmothers used to say in church, and I've heard it preached. how sometimes the long dresses faster than the short one. So it's, you know, you really have to to live it. Uh, and it's a personal walk. And so that, well, we hope and we can pray, you know, in, in Jesus Christ's name that they come, maybe they hear this and say, you know what? We never thought of it like that. And then their fans can also ask them because through their platform, they can show that, you know, if they can get over their hump, maybe everybody can kind of um, follow suit. Now, with doing and going solo, you did something that most artists, one, aren't even allowed to do. You went on, you know, the Dutch version of American Idol, which here in America, they'd be like, hold on. You're already popular. You're famous. You've sold too many albums. We're not going to let you on. Did you have any issue doing that show and the other reality shows where you showcased your singing?
1: Not at all, not at all. Of course, the Makoma fans, they were like angry. Some of them were like, hey, do you live, do you? And other were, oh my God, you abandoned God, blah, blah, blah. But um, most of people who saw me doing that, they were even surprised. Before they said, wow, what are you doing there? But when they saw me performing each week and improve myself, and I even didn't recognize myself, the side of myself, what I have put on the table, on stage. So everyone became proud of me to do that. And uh, why did I do that? Because I was already famous worldwide. Uh, I wasn't famous in Holland. No one knew me. No one knew Makoma. So. So um, people didn't know me in Holland. So I wanted to do a solo car- uh, career. To do so, I had to prove myself in a different way, because this is the music I wanted to do always, and it was uh, pop music, and to do so, you have to go through the pop idol, but I didn't apply myself, it was my cousin who did that. My cousin applied, she applied for me there, I didn't even know, I had a phone call, and then they said, hey, you got selected, welcome to the Dutch Idol. So it was really, yeah. I wasn't prepared for that, but I was in the end, I was very proud.
0: Now, talk about fame. No one knew you in Holland, um, and now you're doing Dutch, you know, Idol. I, I, then you become famous all over again in a different country. How was that?
1: It was good. It was, you know, for me, the first time when I went on stage to do my first show you know, and I am telling you, wow, you know, I, when I was singing it myself, you know, I pulled my, my ghost out of my body and then I was looking myself, Natalie, I didn't know that you were able to sing those kind of music. You were always singing gospel songs. How can you are singing just the way you're singing now? And I told my ghost I don't know, I'm also surprised like you are, but let's do the show and let's smash it. <laughs> and uh, yes, and it went well. People were standing up and and yeah. And then I said, okay, you know, if you have music in you, you have the music in you. Nothing is impossible.
0: Okay, that and, and you almost win the thing. I mean, you didn't just do it, you almost win it. And I'm gonna even say, even though I didn't see the episodes, I'm gonna say, <laughs> It was fixed. The game was rigged, you know, um, because yeah. if you would have won, possibly, and you tell me, maybe this is true, that, oh, you're already letting someone who's famous and all her fans, you know, they voted for her. And I mean, did you see any or hear any of that? Well, um, yes, because a lot of people were
1: saying even that I was not a real candidate. I was paid to come on TV just to raise up the views. That's what they were putting on the newspapers. They said Natalie Makoma is fake. She's not a real candidate. She is already a superstar. Uh, the TV, the Dutch TV, and the Dutch Idol. They signed a contract with her. They paid her so that she can be and pretend like she is a candidate, so she can raise up the views. Because because of me, uh, this that season was season four was still on today. It was the most famous and um, the highest views of all, um, yeah, all those competitions show TV shows.
0: Well, of course it was, it it had the, you know, Natalie McComa effect. (laughs) So, you, you know, with going to Holland, And this, what we talked about before we started, you know, this might be some people's first time hearing you do an interview in English, which I'm so proud to have it be done. Um, You are, you know, from the DRC, but the Internet also says you're born in Gabon. Um, you've lived, you know, all over Europe and, and I need you to talk about the, the lineage so we can get Wikipedia right in case it's wrong and, and, you know, (laughs) clarify.
1: Well, um, we, I, I'm born, I was born in Gabon, Libreville. And, um, when I was three months, we came, uh, in Europe and uh, I grew up in Holland um, until 7 years old we moved to germany and there we stayed for very very long time and then uh, at my teenage age we came back to holland and then the rest of my brothers and sisters they came from kinshasa because they came grown ups they were already teenagers and 20s and stuff and uh, yeah so and then we lived in holland for for years and years and years until Yeah, until now, like I moved from Holland and now I live in Belgium. But before that, when I left Macoma, I lived in Ireland. That's why uh, my English is improved because of that, because I wanted to improve my English and I wanted to have a normal life. I wanted to get to know how it is to be just normal because I never knew to live normal. The, The last day that I left to be normal was when I was seven years old i had my two little barbies and i sh- i had to choose barbies or music and i chose music and in 2004 i decided to leave the group and uh, go and live like a normal person i n- i didn't want to do anything with music i wanted just to go and walk and work and i went to work for apple i was a technical support agent because of my brothers with the music. I had knowledge of the computer. So I was a fan with technology. So I got um, hired in Ireland in Apple Computers and I worked there for, for two years. And then, and then I came back in 2007 in Holland. And then I started in 2008, the Dutch Idol. And that is where my solo career started.
0: Wow! And now a lot of people are working to become famous. You were working just to see what normal tasted like. Which one? Yes. Do, which one do you prefer? Which life do you you know love to be in more than the other? Well,
1: I'm going to be honest with you. I'm someone I have music in me, so I am used to be on, in the front of the audience. I'm used to have attention of the audience of people. So it's something like I cannot. Ignore it. Because when I was in Ireland in the beginning it was, oh my God, how beautiful, how good this is. No one knows me. I can just be myself. I don't need to put makeup all the time. I don't even need to wear a wig. So I liked it. But then the second year I started to get depression. I started, to, I, I even wanted to kill myself. I wanted to, 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 to have a suicide because I was so miserable without music. So to answer your question, No, I like them both. I like normal, I like also fame. Both of them need to be in my life. I cannot be without music, I cannot be without uh, being on stage, and I cannot also be without being normal and also just go to the supermarket with my children.
0: (laughs) No, that's, that's, that's- Both of them are fantastic. I thank you for that honest answer. And, you know, being able to go from country to country and, you know, people being able to recognize you. And then when you did do the idol, you did have a supportive, it looked like a family member, maybe an aunt, and she looked like she was full of energy that was supporting you. Do you remember who I'm talking about? I
1: remember definitely. She had blonde hair. Yeah. It was not my aunt. She was my cousin. (laughs) She is the one who signed me up on Dutch Idol. So she was really, yeah, the number one, you know. And then, yeah. And then my family they told them that they have to abandon me all of them so we don't talk until today. So yeah.
0: Oh man, I was trying to bring it back to like okay, the joyous, you know, at least some family got on because a lot of times when you have success, you have people especially family who are grabbing on because hey, cousin, I need this or auntie, I need this, you know. And so that is it's it's interesting Now, in how many countries have you lived in, and what is one of your favorites?
1: Well, um, I didn't live in many countries. We just traveled to almost all all of the countries except the United States. And uh, sorry, um, the country that I really lived in was Holland, Germany, Ireland, and now Belgium. The country where my heart is, is Germany. Because I grew up there and I had another family there because there was a time that my parents, they didn't know how to deal with me because I was young, the youngest, they couldn't speak German and uh, I was behind for school. So the Germany uh, government back then, they were very severe. So they placed me to another family, a German family, which I grew up with. And... um, so I have like a half sister, a German sister, and a stepsister. So it was, um, I really, I, I, I became German. So that's really a country which I really love. I would love to go and live there someday. But the country also, which I really also love, I wish, I never lived there, but I would love, if you ask me, Natalie, if you are old, where do you wish to go live? It's Australia.
0: And why? Australia.
1: Australia, oh my God, it's like a paradise just in 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 on earth. It's so beautiful, so multicultural, but it's just very far away. That's why I'm saying if I'm old, very, very old, I would love to go end my life there. So because there is like the end of the world. So for me to be young like I am now, I cannot live in Australia because it's too far. <laughs> but And uh, you're far from your family, but... When I'm old, that's the country I would love. I would love to live in, but for now, which country I want to live is Germany.
0: Okay, Be- Belgium. Uh, um, Belgium. Right now, what do you think about Belgium?
1: Well, Belgium. You know, my husband he he works here, and um, there is a lot of a commu- Congolese community is very big here. So for for him is he's really you know home. He's He's like, he's in Kinshasa, he's in Congo. For me, I'm not really have that relation with Belgium. Um, Belgium is okay, it's okay. But if I really have to choose, I would love to to move out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. OK, no, that that's interesting, because I was thinking, you know, that, you know, Belgium could say muscles in Brussels and Natalie McComa as part of their tourist thing. So they could replace it with that pissing boy that they you know, <laughs> see when we go to Belgium. Like, OK, what else do have besides this little boy pissing, um, you know, but um, no, that's that's funny. And how many languages do you speak?
1: Um, well, I speak fluent Lingala, my mother language uh, from Congo, and I speak fluently French now. Fluently, okay, not fluently, I lie, I'm lying. French is good, not fluent, also not perfect, but it's just good. It's, sometimes it doesn't go good. It doesn't go go well. Sometimes it does. So French is a little bit like in an optional language, but I do speak French, so it's two. And I speak fluent Ger- uh, Dutch, fluent German, and also fluent English.
0: Okay. And uh, port-
1: yeah, Portuguese, I do understand, but I don't talk.
0: Just to throw one in, huh? I mean, yeah, just that. <laughs> i'm sure there's a dialect or something there too that you've missed and you'll say oh i should have said you know this as well yes i think so i'm a language person that's that's why i have to say
1: i'm a language person i learn quick i love to communicate i love different cultures so if i must spend like we have spent three months for touring in angola and I became I started to talk and I started to understand, but now I don't talk anymore. But I do understand, so it depends in every country,
0: okay? No, that, that's beautiful. And I mean, I, I there's a whole nother you know platform of courses that I can teach you how to sing in all these different languages. Come to my <laughs> academy online, wherever you are in the world, you can see it yeah. now. Yeah. We, When you went solo, you had to get management, new management. Who are your managers now?
1: Um, My manager is Frank at the moment. Uh, He is for the worldwide. And uh, I have another manager who is only for Holland, for Netherlands. So I have two managers. Uh, International manager is Frank and only a national Dutch is uh, another ma- manager, and
0: his name is Hans. Okay, and and Frank, kudos to Frank. Um, it was such a breeze to be able to schedule this. I just like to give the people behind the scenes their, you know, their <laughs> flowers because usually people wouldn't know. And I'm a behind the scenes person. I'm a business manager and a consultant in my real life or other life or whatever so I just you know want to say Frank was a breeze to work with think about if he wasn't and I said oh he was difficult change your management wouldn't that be an interesting conversation in an interview but Frank was great um Uh,
1: (laughs) thank you he's a he's a very great manager I'm very happy
0: to have him and so you've done some you know collaborations with you know various people now doing being a solo artist, um, any plans on maybe collaborating with folks in the United States over here?
1: I would love to. I would love to. Everything like I like the nature always say time is a healer. Time is you know in time everything will be happening. So right now, I uh, if you ask me. Can you do a featuring or collaboration with someone in America? I don't know how to start doing it, and but uh, it will come by himself. You know, sometimes I believe in collaboration. Who has a spark and click and connection? I believe that energy. That wow, we were meant to do a collaboration, and those collaborations are the kind of collaboration who always is successful. So um, it will come, when the day will come, when the time is right, I will have a great collaboration with an artist in America and you guys will be blown away.
0: You guys will be, because I just want to announce my new single with Natalie McComa. We'll do it (laughs) right after this. Uh, And then I did music. (laughs) Let me me be the first to jump on it. Uh, No, that's a beautiful thing. And that, you know, you guys listen again natalie very easy to contact she'll send you to frank frank very easy to deal with as long as you have a good product what type of music and style and new music that you're doing like what's your your flow are you still doing any gospel um i know you just want to dance because i heard you singing it on one of your videos but you know Talk about what you're looking for as far as, you know, new music and possible collaborations.
1: Well, um, the music that I'm doing is not gospel anymore. It's not gospel. Gospel is just in the church. And I'm still a Christian, like I said. But doing it as a business, as work, no. I don't believe in that. I I believe that music uh, with God should be separated Um Okay, not music, but I mean a business with God should be separated because money always change people, and um, and I don't, I don't, I just don't want to get money to do gospel music. That's how I believe in, but that doesn't mean it has to be like this. You know, everyone has his own believing thing, and what um, my music that I am doing now is Afro electric.
0: Awesome, awesome, and and that is. That is, you know, something that um, here in America, they don't even, they'll have to Google it because they'll say, well, it sounds like, and they'll have to Google it and you'll have to Google, you know, Natalie McComa and check out her new music. What, what is the new album? When is it coming out?
1: Well, with this pandemic, everything is going a little bit slow. So um, I'm working with the best, uh, best producers from Uganda, and, um, yeah, so we are, you know, everything's like from far away and, uh, but next year, 2021, everything will be ready.
0: Yeah. God, God willing, God willing. And it it sounds like you have a sermon, um, that, you know, maybe we can see on your YouTube talking about gospel music and how it should just be in the church because, you know, there's the fight in the church, even with monks, you know, pastors and yeah the congregation. But I, I hear what you're saying, like maybe people are taking what God meant to heal people and they've monetized it to a point where, you know, it, it's just gone totally somewhere else. That's what I'm getting at least. Am I yeah, correct?
1: It is It is definitely, definitely correct because there's one, uh, one little example I will give you. I'm not going to mention name, but I do Twitter once uh, during my bad Difficult times in Ireland. I do tweet uh, one one of the big gospel priests and singer, and uh, I asked him if he could help me if we can talk. You know, I want I needed help. I was crying, shouting for help, but he never responded to me. So then maybe he's busy, of course. But still, if you are a, a man of God, or you are a servant of God you really need to pay attention of people who really need you for real. And I understood that everything is like commercial is money. And it's, you know, is it's, it's not really real. Maybe he do help people, but not really the way you're supposed to. And because you're putting money in front of you, you put it finance in front of you and fame, you will lose that focus. It is really difficult. You will lose that focus. You will not be that person anymore into God just for outside, but not from inside. And that's why for me, I have decided, I said in 2004, I want to praise God with a clear mind. I want to believe in God with clear mind, but I don't want to praise God and and preach about God to someone who doesn't know God. Before I do that, he has to give me money. Then it means I'm selling it. God gave us that for free. Why should I sell it? If I want to get money with my voice, I should do other music outside the gospel music.
0: You know, and and I want people to really know that you are not, you know, this is not any type of diva story. If you work in the Christian gospel music industry, you will see so many things that can build church hurt. Because I mean, I, I can tell you, I've seen an artist when the pastor of the black church is going to do, hey, who has some money? And I've seen an artist. I got one hundred dollars. You know, he had to fan it. this one hundred and he's sitting next to the woman. He's sharing a hotel room who's not his wife. You know, which many people have been in that situation. I know before I was married to my lovely wife that, you know, there were times that I'm in a hotel room with sometimes my lovely soon to be wife, I would say, um, back in our our younger days. But, you know, he's fanning this out just so he can sing a song and be seen. So it's a real thing that people just what are they chasing? Is it the healing or is it the finances With that, who do you have around you that can kind of pull you in or had pulled you in maybe if you like went too far? Because a lot of folks don't have someone who will tell them no. They have a lot of yes people around, especially if that person is the one paying the bills.
1: Well, um, I have not really a lot of people around me because a lot of people, a lot of trouble for nothing and uh, I'm not also a person who is like this one says this I listen this one he says this I listen I'm not that manipulation I'm not really easily to be manipulated so the person that I really listen is my husband and my best friend and my managers and uh, that's that's all because um, the circle the smaller your circle is the better you will have more clear understanding what, when people tell you, no, you went too far on this, you went too far on this. But I am a perfectionist. So I always put myself, like I told you in the beginning on the Dutch Idol, my, my ghost went out of my body. So I always talk to myself as well. Like, hey, this one was not really good. You have to make it better next time. So I'm, I'm someone, I try to see what other people see, what I don't see. Sometimes we don't recognize, we don't notice, we don't get that you are doing wrong. So sometimes it's important to get out of your circle and just do pretend to be in the shoes of someone else. And how is that person gonna take it or see your reaction? And that is how I teach myself as well. And I also read a lot.
0: Oh, I love that you said that. Um, Do you remember the last book that you read or what you're currently reading?
1: What I'm currently reading is a Buddha, is a really, it's, you know, I'm not a Buddhist, but I love the way they see things. You know, that peace, that peace in mind and to, to try to see every single thing to minimize it, not to make it a big deal, not to panic, just stay in the ground and Try to understand why this is happening. Try to understand a human being, how, when he reacts that way, why did he react that way? If someone most, they react badly or negatively, it means they have something bad in their life or they're getting, they're experiencing something bad. That's why the energy needs to get out. And you are apparently the, the uh, in the wrong place, wrong time, and you get that. So... That's that's the book that I'm reading. But the last book that I read before I even get where I am today, it was always the Bible. I was always reading the Bible only, nothing else. We, we were not even allowed to read something else at home.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Y- you know, having that type of success young, uh, would you recommend that, you know, um, for your children, for other people's children? Do you think that They should bring their kids into this entertainment industry at a young age.
1: Well, yes and no. Sometimes you have a child who just have, who really have talent and you cannot stop it, you know. But to be honest, I prefer that he becomes a teenager or she becomes a teenager. She understands more the life. And then if you really want to pursue music, then do so. Or if the child, your child loves music so much and there is an academy for a young age in the music but they teach them also other stuff, then it's fine. But for me, what I always say, as long you bring a degree home, that if the music doesn't work, you still have a plan B, then it's fine for me. But if you don't have a plan B, you just have to plan music and music doesn't work. I don't want that because music is hard is really hard. If you want to live on the music, you really have to be sure that you can deliver. And if you can't deliver, you will end up in a time where you say, oh my God, why did I not finish my school? Why did I not finish my education? Today, I didn't. I thought I can make it with music. I don't, and I don't have a job. I don't have a future. So for me, my child can come and say, mama, I want to be a musician. Okay, fine but go first to education. And then we can talk about music.
0: Spoken like a true African mommy. And I can hear somebody, uh-huh. somebody's mother <laughs> saying, listen to this. You know, I can, I can. the same way when you said you listened to your husband, I heard a husband say, hey, play that back. <coughs> yes. Play that one back, find that. Uh, yes. you know, so no, definitely. But you know, with the success that you had, Most people will say, oh, McComa is so rich. She drives in Rolls Royces everywhere and flies private and the money will probably last forever. Can you talk about investments that you've done? And if that is a true thing, that if someone has a hit song, they should expect to live off that one song. And you've had more than one song. You've had, you know, decades of success but there's people who they just say, I just want that one hit and they'll do anything for it. Can you educate that person who's listening?
1: Yes, what I can, what I will say is um, every dime that you are earning in your music life, in your career, you should really be smart on, on it because um, the fame doesn't last. I can say that people know me, I am famous or not famous, but I'm still I am not famous the way I was before because that was my time, the time with my group, uh, with the group I was in it. You know, I'm talking about Makoma, of course. The fame that Makoma had back then is not the fame that Makoma has today. The fame that I had in the time that I was doing, I'm still doing my solo career. But there was a time that I was whoa, you know, everyone was like talking about you. Those times are times that you have to take advantage and, 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 you know, put your money somewhere and make it grow because those fame those times will not stay forever, will not stick. Every time, everyone has his um, ticking, uh, ticking bomb. So you got your time and your time is maybe like you were born to have fame for five years. After five years, no one will ever talk about you and that's fine. Because that was your time, and after five years, there is someone who is even better than Natalie Makoma. But in these five years, what have you done? Have you done nothing? Did you finish the money with the drinking, alcohol, um, drinks, clubs, spending money for your friends, giving them cars, buying cars, and doing nothing else? Not, no, not thinking about the future. That is wrong. If you are famous now you are famous now. The, long, the time your song is uh, successful, everyone is playing it on the radio, everyone is playing it on TV, that is the degrees of your success. If there is no music of yours, nothing, nowhere in the platform, that is also the degree of your success. So the time everyone is talking about you and the time you are doing, making money, do something else aside because if that fame is gone, you have something to remember. Oh, I bought this with my talent. I bought this with, with this. And me in my success with Makoma, I bought, I have invested in a lot of things. But I'm a very, very European, typical European girl. And we don't usually talk about money, about what you have done. I prefer always to stay an not an, an, um anonym. Uh, how do you say it in English? It, I, no, I,
0: I get you no i'm from i'm from oakland california so we don't talk about money unless we say we're broke we ain't got it so <laughs> I, I, I get it but i i wanted you to just give somebody what you gave them because they think that it will last forever you know what people think fame will be like uh, african presidency for most countries it's gonna last yeah. a lifetime and you can die in the position. <laughs> So I I wish the um African presidents would take heed to that and say, ooh, after five years, maybe I should leave. You know. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. that's very good thing. But you've had great success. Now, with your success, what has been a community give back that you've done doing or that you wanna do in the future?
1: So um I wanna I didn't do um something specifically yet in my community, but what I do um, is I have a music school here in Belgium, and um, I give lessons, uh, but it's something like a part-time, it's not really what I do full-time, but when I have, uh, I schedule always with my students, but I give lessons to students for singing. And especially if you want to be a professional singer, if you want uh, if you are already a professional singer and you want you have shows or you have a recording session or you have something to do which requires some technical thing that's what i teach and i also sometimes teach children who wants to do like a part-time um like a you know hobby music singing and or in the church that's what i do in the what that's what i give for the community plus other cultures as well because i don't only have students congolese but i have also belgians and europeans and other stuff mhm
0: okay okay no that, that's a beautiful thing and if folks want to go to that school what is the best way for them to, you know become a student
1: well i don't i didn't do i don't do very publicity about it uh, because I will have them, the whole city will come. And um, so what I, 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 leave, I leave it always to them. And uh, maybe I should, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think saying it out loud, hey, I give lessons, who wants to come? Everyone will come, even the ones who doesn't even want to sing. So what I let them do, they, they contact me on the Instagram, on my Instagram, at Natalie Makoma Official or on my Twitter, at Natalie Makoma, or on my fan page, at uh, Natalie Makoma Music. They inbox me and they ask if they can have a session or, or come and then yeah, I will ask some specific questions to know really if that person is really a musician or just someone who just wants to see you. And, uh, and then yeah, and then we schedule and then they come and I have a space where I can give lessons
0: and you even missed one, you guys don't forget to type in Natalie's name for YouTube and subscribe to her YouTube where she is showing you, I'm gonna say this, her journey through surgery. I'm not gonna say what surgery, <laughs> I want you, she said no, enough. No, but
1: you can say, you can say it's, I'm, like I said, I'm an open book. I am doing that channel, is to help a lot of people who are overweight. There are so many people who are so desperate. And they are so miserable to be a big person. I was a big person, I'm still a big person because'm I'm, I'm going slowly down, but it is a it is a hell. it is hell if especially if your health becomes an issue with your weight and it is not Coma v s g that's my YouTube channel, and um I had a gastric sleeve because I was like not eating, but I was. How can I say in, uh, in France, in French is devouré. I was like taking the whole chicken, not eating it, but open my mouth and just put it in there. It has just to sit down in my tummy. Just sit there and take all the fries, potatoes, the whole sack potatoes, put it in the oven and then just open my tummy and just put it in there. This uh, is the way I was eating. I was not eating because I was just hungry but i was eating because i was a bean you're talking everything to me
0: you're talking to an american so you know If i'm sure you've been here the way we eat is is exactly that somebody said that was my dinner last night that's normal
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes i know in europe we say in america even when you breathe you 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 gain weight Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I want folks to go follow that channel and all of the channels. So I will have the links in the description box. I want to thank you for the time because I saw your even I got a glimpse of your husband in the back. And if anybody knows, that is code that I want my wife back. I need no, my wife no.
1: back. <laughs> no, no. There's one thing my husband is, you know, he's just the best husband that I could ever ask for. He, when I am in the Ma- Natalie Makoma zone, he is not my husband, he's just a friend who is letting me do my work. And once, with the time we, you gonna hang up, I hanging up and then he's gonna say, I'm hungry. Can I have food? <laughs> and
0: I'm his wife. <laughs> Yeah. no. And, and, and I, I respect it because I'm the same way. I do want to tell you two things off camera, but I want to thank you for coming on and being a guest on Diversified Game, giving entrepreneurs, showing them how you started, sustained, and succeeded in business.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. You guys like, share, subscribe, and be blessed.